Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, which we're very thankful for, this is Four Center, the big show, the main show, the superstar destroyer of our fleet. It's Kednapsock, Joseph Scrumshaw, Jennifer Landa, here with you all, all, all. Joseph, Jennifer, welcome. <laughs> To my morning. <laughs> that is my favorite Beatles song, right? <laughs> oh. 
Just there's something about it. It just sounds <laughs> sounds, sounds like a lovely Beatles song. Our all. Song. We're here. Uh, Thanksgiving week for us. If you uh, choose to celebrate, if you do celebrate, well, happy Thanksgiving. We're going to ha- have a thankful edition of Force Center, Jennifer. There's a lot of things to be thankful for in Star Wars. There are. Turkeys. I was listening to public radio on the way here, listening to all the different ways that people celebrate with their foods. No Bantha rump roast, unfortunately. <laughs> Love that, love that. Uh, we're going to dive into being, what we're thankful for in the Disney Star Wars era. We'll explain how that's going to go, some Star Wars news. First, though, I do want to remind you that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash Force Center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. A little bit later, later we'll have our... Four Center recommends. We'll give you a, a book we think you should check out again or for the first time. Uh, that is, again, audibletrial.com slash Center. Star Wars Adventures, life catch-ups. Oh, <laughs> what's been going on? I've had a weird time. I'm good, though. I'm good. Yeah. We're all fine here. Yeah, you're all fine here. Uh, is that a weird time? Is in ask me more. Is in a weird time? Is in I'm not going to speak about this. No, today. no. Just, you know, <laughs> yeah. just uh, working hard on some stuff, but also just uh, trying to make sure I don't play uh, video games, right. specifically Red Dead Redemption, right before I go to bed. Right. Ooh, so yeah. that you have dreams about being chased by bears. And- <laughs> that is what I... I I feel as though my creativity is being robbed by the game when I play late at night and, yeah. and fall into bed. Yeah. Mm. Trying to be better. Huh. Uh, Jen, uh, you have to worry about raising a young human. This is something that would make sense, right? Yes, it is. Now I really want to play Red Red, Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> uh, we got this Sum Sum Job of the Hut pillow. I don't know if you guys know what Sum Sums are. No, I do not. It's this, I think it started in. Japan, I'm not quite sure, but Disney mm. has these little some some characters that I think originated in a video game. They're basically like round balls mm. of any character, Disney character you can think of. So there's Sounds Mickey good. Mouse, Donald Duck, Tinkerbell, and they also made a Jabba one. Ooh. So I got a little pillow for her. So then last night she's like, where's my pork? Where's my pork? <laughs> and I'm like, well, we didn't bring your pork to grandma's. I, I was so confused. And then she goes, oh, here it is. I went, <gasps> That's Jabba. He's not a porg. <laughs> and I looked at him. I'm like, well, he kind of is in the shape of a porg. Just say it's right. a green porg. Yeah, I was like, look at his face. There's a clear distinction between oh. a porg and a Jabba. I, I was like, okay, calm down. Porg of the hut. Coming <laughs> soon. Wow, yeah. that's great that you had to well actually your daughter. I know. I know. And I was a little confused. I'm like, she knows who Jabba is. What's going on? I've raised her right. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> mm. That is hilarious. Mm. I've, uh, our friend Nathan Hamill's at Designer Con uh, this past weekend, and he's got those Drorgs enamel oh, pins yeah. he's designed. Yeah, those are cool. So it's 3PO and R2, but it's Porgs. Yeah, and, uh, designed to confuse the children, I yeah, guess. Yeah, no, yeah. Those yeah. are beautiful mm-hmm. pins. I, want, I, want I like those, those a lot. Yeah. A pair of those. Mr. Yeah. Scrimshaw. Yeah, yeah. This uh, past week. weekend was uh, my anniversary. I got married on, on Life Day. Mm. Uh, so yeah, November 17th is the anniversary. And uh, this was a, a lesson in uh, Star Wars being everywhere, possibly, because I see it. <laughs> Everywhere. But we went, uh, my wife and I have both uh, worked as tour guides. We both worked in, mm. in history. Uh, so we went to the King Tut exhibit at the California Science Center. Ooh. And it was amazing. I was telling mm. Ken a little bit about it before we recorded, but it would really, it really walked through all of the ideas that went into burying a pharaoh. That idea of trying to go through this dark night mm. to conquer the demons, to merge with the gods and 
and get yourself to a place of immortality through facing all these challenges. And obviously, I, I know that uh, Lucas and Filoni and many people have pulled from all sorts of different ideas right. culturally and especially those ones that are, are common throughout. But there was a lot of great stuff that just like, where's that phrasing of like, uh, you know, your, your physical spirit melding with your right. astral spirit to become one with immortality. Oh, yeah, oh, <laughs> oh, King Tut is learning how to become a force ghost. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, it was just, it was really, it was a really, really well done, really um, thoughtful, respectful, yeah. fascinating exhibit, but it also just reminded me of kind of these deep cultural underpinnings of Star Wars that, yeah. you know, kind of connect back to a lot of beliefs that a lot of cultures have. King Tut won with the cosmic force. That's right. That's basically what it was. Yeah. And I, I, I always forget that like, oh yeah, with some of the ancient Egypt stuff, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not just pop culture going, what if there were spells? Like right. no, he, a book of spells. Right. Got some oh, yeah. spells all written. Woo. Yeah. Amazing cool. stuff. Expelliarmus indeed. That's uh, downtown. Yeah, yeah. By USC. Right where the uh, narrative arts museum is going to be. Uh, yeah. The Lucas Museum. Mm. Yeah. Go, I saw a crane. You like, did? Yeah. Oh, a crane. A crane. I got excited for a crane. That's right. So excited. Is there a picture of like George on the top of the crane? (laughs) (laughs) Lucas Construction. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. Lucas Construction. It's like plaid. Industrial light and bricks. Yep, (laughs) they're physically building it. Well, that was, uh, that's quite an adventure you had. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Yeah, I sat on my couch eating snacks, but it's all right. (laughs) It's all right. Hey, before we get on to the news, we like to check in with Star Wars Resistance, our little mini review, uh, a peek at the show. And this past week, we had a continuation of this kind of pirate storyline, right? Sonara, Mm -hmm. right? Is I saying that Uh, right? Yeah, Sonara. Until I see it written down, I know it's in the title of the episode. I didn't look that closely. Until I see it written down, I kind of can't say names. It's a weird thing going back to my childhood. But Sonara, Sonara, uh, she uh, kind of, uh, we don't know where she's going to end up lying on. Yeah. Interesting character and the pirates, and there's a lot of big themes in this kids show. Yeah, absolutely. It was This one was great, I thought, because it just had a lot of action. Uh, we mm-hmm. got to meet Tam a lot more, uh-huh. uh, spend a lot more time with her. She bonded with Sonara the pirate a little bit. And there was a just a throwaway joke about kyber crystals that fascinated me. Yes, uh, I, what the characters played by Bombi Moynihan, who I, have the the junk dealing. Yeah, there's so many beautiful weirdos that I need to memorize all their names. Exactly. Uh, yeah, Bobby's character. Forget. Yes, <laughs> I forget the name too. Bobby's buddies. Jim you Jim know. Rash is there with him as uh, uh, the bird like character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's this great scene where uh, Kaz and Tam want something that's really rare and. They're giving them grief. Like, sure, yeah, we have those, and we have a bucket of 15 kyber crystals. And they're like, really? And they're like, no, you idiot. (laughs) It's like this fun joke, but it's also like this actual uh, great world building for uh, that era that, oh, like, they haven't found... Right, uh, you know, a second Ilum. Like maybe the Empire really used up all the kyber crystals, and like, yeah, everybody wants to be a Jedi, but yeah, no, no kyber crystals, no No lightsabers, yeah. So that was, that was a fascinating yeah. bit. Uh, and then some real big world building towards the state of the, the galaxy, I'm feeling. The state of the galaxy and the state of the platform, the Colossus. Uh, yeah, it's 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 uh, and some just beautiful, again, anime. I really love the look yeah. of the show and the feel of the show. But yeah, some stuff at the end with this, uh, what's going to happen with the, the, the little operation the First Order's running. They're the yep. mafia, basically. Yep, yep. It's kind of the, uh, <laughs> the spoiler, but it sort of revealed that First Order is running a protection racket on the Colossus of getting the pirates to attack mm. and then convincing the platform uh, Doza to agree to basically First Order protecting them. Oh. 
So it's it's really cool. And just knowing that it's set so shortly before episode uh, seven. Yeah. What do we say? Like, six months, roughly? Yeah. Start, yeah. Yeah, it's going to have a lot of storytelling to do once it gets past uh, Force Awakens and Last Jedi. So I'm starting to feel like maybe this is going to actually set some stuff up for episode nine. It might. I'm, that that Hosnian oh. Prime episode is going to be the one that... Uh, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. Yeah. It's going to be hard. So the Star Wars Resistance, uh, if you're, uh, you know, caught up, uh, let us know what your thoughts are on the show so far. It's been uh, it's been fun. It's been some, yep, definitely some things geared towards kids, as you'd expect, and some big themes like we talked about. And again, some of the action just looks. I am waiting, though. I'm waiting for an Aces-heavy episode. Me too. I really want that. I want to hear Griff Halloran yep. speak. Griff and Hype Faison and the whole crew. Like, I, I really, I, and I, I'm sure that's going to come, but I, I, I'm, I'm anticipating that greatly. Yeah. So that is our look at Resistance. Now it's time to catch up with some Star Wars news. And Jennifer, we, you know, had been quiet for a while, a couple weeks, low impact news. Now we're getting some big stories. We got a big news dump in the best (laughs) sense of the word dump. Uh, (laughs) So first, let's start with Galaxy's Edge. There's a lot here, so we'll break it up. Last week, Entertainment Weekly's Anthony Bresnikan gave us a bunch of juicy new details about Galaxy's Edge. First, he shared that John Williams will provide an original score that visitors will hear within the attractions at Star Wars Land. Entertainment Weekly shared a video clip of the orchestra playing the main theme for Galaxy's Edge along with footage of the work being done on the park right now. The best way I can describe this new theme is that it's classic Star Wars and that's epic, sweeping, majestic, but it's also set in a minor key, so you do hear like an element of mystery, a little bit of danger. Um, there's mm. kind of this push-pull with good and evil, which I think reflects the village of Batu itself. Did you guys get a chance to listen to the score? Yeah. What'd you think? I thought it was really cool because it did evoke a lot of classic Star Wars themes. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the minor key thing is a great point. The, the main thing that I thought was like, it's it, it evokes Star Wars, but it's new enough that it feels like, hey, this is your adventure. Mm. You, the visitor, are having your experience here at Batuu, which seemed like the whole point of immersion of like, they could have built Yavin. Right. And we could have all been like, this is so cool. Mm. And you could have walked through the Yavin area and then you're in Bespin and that would have been cool. Right. But then you're walking in the footsteps of your heroes. And this seems to be like, you get to have your adventure. So th- that's what the music made me think of. Wow, that's good. Yeah, that's a great that's great point. Great observation. Great insight. Because uh, I, I don't know if I'd be as excited if it was just, uh, let's go to Yavin or Hoth. Like, I mean, don't be. Yes, I'd want to walk around yeah. Yavin for the Masasi temples or the Hoth base or something like Totally. In fact, maybe that'll come next. Um, but I, yeah, there's something uh, that was reflected in the theme for me. It was, it was, uh, and I say this positively, very Disney-like to me. I, it's, I, I was like, oh, yeah. this could be almost, this would be Thunder Mountain like, as well. Yeah. But I mean, in a good way, because I don't want it to, I want it to be new and exciting. And, and it's new John Williams music, and it, it invoked Star Wars, but it also kind of was the best commercial for construction I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It really, there, there were some cranes in there, yeah. weren't there? Yeah. 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 Very exciting. So Entertainment Weekly also shared exclusive new previews of the two main rides, the Millennium Falcon, Smuggler's Run, and a space battle called Rise of the Resistance, which takes place aboard a First Order starship. The Millennium Falcon attraction, the ride takes place inside the cockpit of the Falcon for a daring escape from Batuu. Guests will take on one of three different duties to make sure the mission is a success. In the Rise of the Resistance attraction, guests will experience what it's like to be caught in the crossfire of a deep space battle between the First Order and the X-Wing dogfighters of the Resistance. EW shared a video clip of the finished interior of the ride, and it looked amazing. 
guess we'll actually be able to explore the hangar bay and control deck of a first order destroyer. That hangar bay. I was mm. like, is this is this a set from the film? Right. Like, it looked, I mean, if that's, it looks done. And they clarified that that is footage from the actual thing, right? From mm. the actual thing. Yeah, yeah, that got me so excited the way it was lit exactly like the films. Uh, yeah, and just the mood of it, the, the actors that they had playing the First Order uh, troopers and officers yeah. really captured that sort of like, we are important, <laughs> First Order. Like, yeah. man, it's great. I love the Falcon one that got me geeked up. Really? Falcon one I'm excited yeah. for, yeah. but it makes me nervous. Yes. Why is this? I, want Why is this? To, because I think it's some latent claustrophobia. Uh, not, <laughs> not even that I want to be in that, not, not for being in the cockpit, right, right. but like, mm-hmm. uh, I think, how are they going to get that many people through? Yep. Oh, like, that's yeah. all I can think yep. about every time. Like, I they they showed that yep. cool Falcon, and I want it to be like, you walk into the Falcon, and you go one of three ways, and you, you get to the cockpit. Like, right. Because it said that they're running multiple things at a time. Because it's like mm. three people get to do stuff, but more than that go into there. I don't know. The whole thing just makes me feel like how can this possibly functionally work? Yeah, uh, I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. The, the line management, uh, I'm sure they've thought this out, but it just does seem like it's going to be longer than normal. Yeah. <laughs> which is already going to be, we'll be waiting for months. I, I am, I never uh, try to uh, beg my way onto anything. I think we need to get press passes because the only way we're going to ex- experience this in the next decade. Yeah, otherwise, you know, we, we're going to have to like hang outside yeah. Anaheim and like interview a six-year-old when yeah. he comes out of the park. Like, did you write it? We're gonna, yeah, Can you exactly. tell us about it for our podcast. Oh my gosh! <laughs> do you want to call into our podcast? Uh, I do. I do. Yeah, it looks super exciting. It looks but, great. Yeah, but yeah, I want to know how the management plan. Yeah. In contrast, that huge first order. You know, that looks like, oh, great. Just kind of flow through it and watch the story around you mm. unfold around you. And you can have your own experience again and again, looking in every corner and seeing mm. something cool. Right. Yeah, it's truly immersive. And I want that. I, yeah, I'm leaning towards that one. The Millennium Falcon, the idea that you would have to partner with people and ho- hopefully have a successful mission on the Falcon. You know, what if you get stuck with people who don't know what they're doing? So this this would be a very <laughs> bad single rider ride because right. I'll take single rider to get on the uh, Radiator Springs faster. Um, <laughs> I once interrupted a date that was fun, um, but yeah, I would. Uh, I, we're going to have to choose wisely. Yeah. yeah, well, and that's that's the other question for me too. If you want the wish fulfillment, yeah. but if it just is like the ride goes great no matter what, and you flick the button when it says flick the button, right. And even if you don't, the same thing. Like, how are they going to manage that? Mm-hmm. Or is it going to make it be like, you can fail and it's still really fun? Yeah, yeah. there and, you and go. And the other thing, like, if it's, what, three in the cabin? What are we saying three. for the ride? Yeah, three, yeah. Well, I don't know about how many. Three people who do who things, do but things, there might but be more, right? I originally read it was going to uh, be, like, five, but then they had to retinker it. See, so, so this is this is going to cause problems. Yeah. Because if if we wait in line, let's see, uh, Joseph, Jennifer, and Ken, four center re- represents... We get in line, then we're gonna have to decide who's the pilot, who's the co-pilot, who's the gunner. Yeah. That's fine. And then if you know Joseph crashes crashes the ship, we're gonna be like, "What's up, script? Huh? <laughs> exactly. You wasted our trip. Then if I don't <laughs> navigate properly, it'll be. Oh. A, and then you're gonna have to wait for seven more hours to do it again in a different order. Like, yeah. all right, I'll palm the pilot this time. Puts a lot of pressure on on the, just yeah. the cool experience of flying the Falcon. <laughs> like, could you tell me the odds? Because uh, I want to know. Because don't uh, trust I, me. I need them. <laughs> oh uh, it's gonna gosh. strain some family relationships. Dad's always the pilot. Yeah. 
Yes. I get it. <laughs> the last bit of news that we got was a new the new look at the Star Wars Hotel for Disney World in Florida. Guests will be able to turn their stay at the hotel into their own ride with a multi-day experience that immerses visitors amid characters inhabiting and orbiting luxury starship. The journey begins with guests boarding a shuttle pod that transports them from Earth to their hotel in space. Obviously, this is simulated. Guests aren't really leaving Earth. But they showed concept art of a family riding the pod to begin their vacation in the galaxy. I also read on Theme Park Insider that the blueprints show that the hotel will only have 34 rooms or cabins, as they're being called, which means that this immersive experience oh, is going to be pricey. Oh, yeah, man. that's insane. Did you guys see the, the concept art and the photos? It looked pretty cool. I mean, it looks like yeah. really experimenting with that idea of full immersion. Yeah. I mean, I don't want it to be that exclusive, but if it is more exclusive, I think the immersion is probably more successful since it's not 8,000 people in there. That's that's actually an excellent point, but uh, that's going to be booked for 20 years in advance. Yeah. It's going to be like trying to get into Club 33 as a member, seven-year wait (laughs) or something to get it. 34 cabins? Yeah. That's impossible. Yeah, they haven't they haven't announced wow. that yet. I think because they know people <laughs> wow. are going to be upset. Again, wow. tell me the odds. Yeah. Tell me the odds, Disney. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. There. Okay, so Solo, a Star Wars story, may not have shattered box office records when it was in theaters, but the Blu-ray sales are in, and it looks like the movie is doing great on the home front. Solo sold nearly eight hundred thousand Blu-ray units in the first week which is significantly better than many reports initially expected. Traditionally, if a film underperforms at the box office, it usually doesn't sell this much in the first week. So these sales show that either a lot of people like the movie enough to own it, or people who didn't see the movie in the theater are now watching it for the first time at home. However, it should be noted that Solo is still the lowest-selling Disney-era Star Wars movie on home video. The Force Awakens is the highest, followed by Rogue One, The Last Jedi, and now Solo. It's interesting to me that the ranking is mm. the same as the order that the films came out. Do yeah. you think that that's any indication of anything, or uh, I, I, no, not necessarily? Other than what it, uh, the, the initial excitement mm-hmm. and people are going to peel off. Yeah, and you know, like it's a you know YouTube video. You launch a a three part series. The first one has a million views. The next one eight hundred thousand. The next one six hundred. That just kind of a natural kind of flow down to the core of the fans. But uh, I, don't, I don't, you know. I don't read too much into that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and it well, and it's also as the years pass, is like uh, how many people are giving up on physical media. I don't know exactly what the trend yeah. is there. If that has any sort of uh, impact, but also, yeah, it's just it's reflecting similar box offices too. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, Last Shot is higher than yeah. Rogue One, but right. uh, yeah, I'm so just excited to see that it is doing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it will help the movie make its money back, and I just think if for those of us who are big fans of the movie, it's cool to just be able to vote with our wallets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if, if you love this movie and you have a, a fan and it's getting to be holiday seasons where people buy things, I would consider stuffing as many socks, stockings with Solo as <laughs> possible to just vote with our wallets. <laughs> I'd be curious to see, uh, I, I'm sure some of our listeners, um, even long-time Force Center listeners, that this might be the first time they saw the movie. Mm. I'd, I'd be curious to say, yeah. uh, see if there's any kind of like, ah, I should have seen it. God, I missed it and I slept on this movie and I'm excited or, you know, it is what it is, what you thought uh, going in. I don't know. That, that's interesting to me and exciting that it's it's doing better than expected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing to say is that we know that John Kasdan has other ideas. And with Disney Plus opening <laughs> up, I think spending money on this really it does help the possibility of those stories being told. Mm-hmm. Kira Orlando, yeah. TV movie. You never yep. know. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Pedro Pascal is a Mandalorian. Aha! Well, according to The Hollywood Reporter, he is rumored to be in negotiations to star in Jon Favreau's Star Wars series for Disney+. Plus. So chances are he's probably going to be cast. But unless Bob Iger announces it, or Jon Favreau <laughs> shares it on his Instagram, it's still just a rumor. Pascal is best known for portraying Oberon Martell on Game of Thrones and starring on Netflix's Narcos. The Hollywood Reporter also shared that actress and MMA star Gina Carano has also joined the series in an untitled role. What's interesting is that in the Pascal story, they said that Disney and his reps declined to comment but in the Gina Carano story, they made no mention of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we think of this casting news? First, let's start with Pedro Pascal. I mean, yeah, this is happening, right? This right, is happening. Right? Is, it's weird because some of the stories that broke that day after IkerCon, right? No, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 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 Um, uh, patent pending here at Force Center. <laughs> um, it's, some of them did the in talks and negotiations and some just like, yep, it's him. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know which one. I, I just think it's it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. This, is, this is the case. Yeah. I, I'm thrilled about the actual casting. I think yep. he's an amazing actor and I think could bring a lot to the lone gunfighter if he is indeed the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm uh, Gina Carano. I really only know from her role in, in Deadpool. And I, I watched a mm. couple seconds of her scene and it just obviously uh, she's got uh, a background in MMA right yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah and just she's a great physical presence with energy and it makes me think like that's will be awesome to see that there'll be some action mm-hmm. like this really speaks to not just like oh we are firing blasters but like mm-hmm. somebody swinging you know a, a big old electro staff or something cool happening there yeah, I, I'm intrigued by the Carano casting. I've I, I've been a fan of her, and and she was in that that Soderbergh movie, Haywire. Haywire, but they they redubbed her lines. Yeah, all the which, lines. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, she. Yeah. So I mean, the reality is, I don't think she she hasn't made a full transition in, into acting, and but Deadpool, but she's got that presence, and I think that used correctly, it's going to be a really interesting character, really imposing. Yeah, figure, imposing. Yeah. Like uh, we, everyone draws comparisons to to Phasma. Uh, Gwendolyn Christie's a, an amazing actor, but. Um, I think you see, that's exactly what we're expecting. I think they'll deliver on that. Some yeah. kind of presence, some kind of fight. And, and as far as Pascal, obviously I'm a huge fan of the Red Viper. I'm excited about this possibility. Um, and and, and I, I'm, I'm assuming he's the Mandalorian. I'm assuming. That's what's, yeah. You know, I mean, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. But <laughs> who knows? Yeah. It was something weird, but I, I like it. they need to get ahead of this. I think that they yes. need, they should have made an announcement because to me, the Gina Carano thing, because she is not, She's an she's a fine she's an okay actress, mm-hmm. but she's definitely known for like more of her you know, yeah, physical yeah. Uh, stunt work and whatnot. To me, I was like, oh, okay. Well, I, like I I want them to make it make a big announcement so I can get excited. Maybe there's somebody that that I don't know. Uh, I don't want to say a bigger name, but I just was kind of surprised. Mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. um, that they're that they're leading with this. Yeah, oh yeah, the, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like that is getting out there, and it's like, the, oh, they're like, it may, what if she's just like a, a side character? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like her people might have leaked this out because they're like, hey, hey she's in a Star hey. Wars series. <laughs> this yeah. is great for our client. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I have to say that I am uh, bothered by the the Pascal coverage mm-hmm. yeah right. um because uh, yeah obviously these are all well-researched well-reported people with sources i don't doubt that it is true that he has been offered the role right and they are in negotiations but so many headlines say cast yes pedro mm-hmm. pascal is 
the Mandalorian. And right. I, I, I do, uh, not to make too big of a deal out of it, like we need to, r- mm-hmm. r- the headlines need to say what the article says. Right. And Variety is having a different headline when what their actual article reports yep. mm-hmm. is BS. And it, it gets us into this uh, slippery slope of, it, it, it's happened to Star Wars. It, it was my birthday year before last when the Obi-Wan movie is happening. <laughs> Again, because I'm sure the entirely accurate reports mm-hmm. that Daldry had been attached as a director. Right. But that is different news than the movie is happening. Right. Yep. And I'm 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 tired of of, of people jumping to this yep. n- this this accurately reported bit of news mm-hmm. means this next step, right, right, uh, and also just some of the stuff the you know the leaks and stuff that come out it fuel fuel our thoughts and it's like I I you know yeah I I, I, I getting ahead of it is what yeah. I would like some of these companies to do yeah like knowing yeah. knowing the era we're in I want Sagarera to come out and say <laughs> close not quite accurate yep. misleading article. Compared to headline, yeah, uh, it, it's just yeah, it's just the time we're in. I, I, I was reading the weird. I was reading this book about uh, the expansion of the WWE in the in the early eighties, and this big deal happened where McMahon bought the company from his dad, and the and the book says he goes, no one knew about this, mm. no one knew about this giant industry shifting thing because there was no news sites, <gasps> right. nothing. It was a different yeah. era. This went on years had passed. No one knew that this giant deal had happened where he bought it from his father. There was four other owners, uh, all the stuff completely changed Compl- the nature of the company. C- right. And, and, and all this stuff, this fascinating stuff. But it, and now we have, you know, I'm in a parking lot across the street and I took their <laughs> Tico YTD directly to thing. And now it's, it's and, and, and we can't, you're never going to put it back in the box. No. Right. So, but to Jennifer, to your point, do you feel like Disney can or should be more on top of this? Should they? Yeah. I think it's complicated because I think that they can't because if, if you're in negotiations, uh, it comes down to money and scheduling. And so maybe like his people are like, no, we want more money or whatever. So they can't like say, hey, we have a guy mm-hmm. in negotiations. Um, I, I don't know how they do it. I, I Loose lips sink starships. <laughs> I mean, maybe th- it's like, how can you control? There's just so many people in the movie business and the TV making business that it's like it's impossible. You can't shut down. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. a different time, and teams. He's got someone on every corner, every valet. Got to put money in their pocket. So he just had to getting ahead of it and and going to something you had talked about a long time ago, Joseph, about the the El Capitan type of event. Yeah, and just saying mm-hmm. you have to be. It's one of the things that uh, I don't think they've learned yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that would be a great way to do some event. And like, yeah. since we all believe this rumor, if if the everything yeah. works and he's cast, it'd be great to hear have be able to walk out on stage with some armor. That'd yeah. be so cool. Yeah. yeah, here's our cast. Yeah, you know, you yeah, go. that would be awesome. So that was the last bit of news. Big news indeed. <laughs> Who yeah. knows what might happen today? Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, exactly, <laughs> oh exactly. Gosh. But time record. But hey, this is exciting stuff. These names, everything. I mean, the yeah. fact that we have these shows. Don't yes. get. It. We are very excited, very excited uh, about all this, and excited. It's wait in line for Star Wars lines uh, rides at Disneyland. Uh, before we move on, we are wonderful, thankful for Disney uh, main topic today, the Disney era of Star Wars. Let's do our recommendation for an audiobook we think you should enjoy. Joseph? We are recommending Leia, Princess of Alderaan. I was racking my brain for what mm. book makes me think of family. Because it's mm. Thanksgiving. Not everybody spends time with family. Sometimes, like Star Wars, it's our found family. But we're yeah. sitting down at tables, most of us dining, and maybe there's some tension. And those <laughs> things happen in Leia, Princess of Alderaan. I hope that no one listening has to have dinner with someone like Tarkin, <laughs> yes. oh who gosh. is trying to find out your secrets 
great moment. That yeah, great. but some great tense dinner scenes. Yeah. If you're feeling like I'm having a tense dinner scene and I need some catharsis, yeah. Leia. <laughs> Princess of Alderaan audiobook can help you through. Absolutely. And to download that book or a book of your choice, get your free audiobook today at audibletrial.com slash force center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash force center for your free audiobook and directly help the show. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. All right. 
I said it today. We are going to be thankful for the Disney era of Star Wars, which goes back to, well, uh, 2012, October-ish, right? Was when we all first heard this. Yeah. And here we are. I cannot believe all this time later, six years later. That's crazy to me. Four centers now in its 12th year. <laughs> no, uh, 143rd main show today. So we have a lot to be thankful for. And Joseph, you're going to take us through some tougher than I would have expected questions. Yeah, yeah. So we wanted to do an episode like this. We've done similar episodes yep. in the past to, to just be positive and thankful since that is the spirit of this Thanksgiving time. Uh, but I, I made a list of different topics for us to list in this whole Disney Lucasfilm era of what we're thankful for, not what we think is the best, mm. but somehow in our hearts we are like, mm. I'm glad that's there. That's helped me in some way. And I'm so fascinated to see if for some of these, the three of us come up with the exact same thing, mm. totally different things, yeah. what kind of picture will emerge. And we kind of intentionally have gone in blind a little yeah, bit here. We want to figure this out on our own. Here. Yeah, yeah. A couple of them as I put in, it's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure Jennifer's <laughs> going to say this, but yes, I might be yeah. surprised. Well, or same thing with Ken. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, so we are just going to start with our favorite film or rather like what I just said, not our favorite, but the one we're most thankful <laughs> most. for. We're glad mm. that this exists or however we want to interpret right. thankfulness. Right. Uh, Ken, okay. do you want to start? Sure, sure. All right. So I was almost going to go with one answer. Like I had an answer down. I was typing, put it on my old notes, and I went, nah, I got to go with this answer. I am most thankful for The Last Jedi. All, All right. right. Mm -hmm. I almost had another answer we can talk about if um, but because of how thought-provoking this was, it, it was deeper. But then it made me laugh, which Ryan Ryan told us going in, everyone wants a darker, gritty second chapter. I, I might have put some laughs in there. No one listened, <laughs> but it happened. Um, some of those beautiful images ever. I mean, uh, when I think of Star Wars movies, and uh, you know, I've been watching the prequels a lot lately, and, and uh, there's some great stuff that Luke has put in there. And this this one invokes a lot of that, the imagery of, of Kylo and Luke fighting. Leia on Crate, that the, her, the eyes of, of Leia on Crate is one of my favorite shots in all Star Wars. So I, I just continuously come back to this movie. As challenging as it is for some people, you know, this isn't about that. This is about, I am thankful that it took the story in a different direction and uh, really factors maybe some of my other answers later on. But yeah, I'm going with that one. Interesting, interesting. Jennifer? Mm -hmm. I agree. The Last Jedi. For me, it made such a huge impact on me. This was a Star Wars movie that I, I have been waiting for and that I need in my life right now as an adult. The theme, the message of failure, what happens when you fail? What happens when our heroes fail? You know, the expectations that we have, if you go from Ray's point of view, or if you're from Luke's point of view, it's like, I'm just gonna, I just need to just sit on in my cave and just escape the world. And then how do we recover from that failure? And that scene with Yoda to me was like, oh, it took me back to when I was a child. And it, it gave me this, this hope that I, that I, that I needed to hear and that I was not expecting. Um, I also feel like it was, gave me the best performances from Daisy Ridley mm -hmm. and Adam Driver. Mm -hmm. to, the, to me, I was like, they they really came into their characters, the connection that they had. There was there was real chemistry, and that doesn't mean necessarily like romantic or anything, but mm -hmm. I just felt like everyone, Mark Hamill's performance, yeah. just uh, top-notch, and visually it was stunning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. This is fascinating. Mm -hmm. uh, I was tempted to go with Last Jedi. Mm -hmm. I decided, I think, for best or favorite, I might go with Last Jedi. Mm -hmm. uh, but for thankful, I went with The Force Awakens. 
Because yeah. is that the other one you were that tempted was, that by? That's yeah. the one, and it, yeah, this yeah. Is, I, I thought that it's like as I was thinking this, like Ken might have the same logic, but right. what I was thinking is what a challenge to bring Star Wars back to uh, address that is particularly at the time a huge uh, amount of people have a negative opinion about the prequels hmm. and how to say like no this isn't like the prequels this is going to be like the original trilogy um that balance of old and new that it managed to evoke and uh i know a lot of people have the criticism and i agree with some of the criticisms of has having some similarities to a new hope Mm. i think some of those are purposeful but i'm really really thankful that it did totally recapture the magic of star wars Mm -hmm. that the audience just lost their mind on every viewing when Han Solo and Chewbacca stepped on the Falcon again. It got those amazing, you know, we're home was not just Han and Chewie. It was everyone who's ever been a Star Wars fan. They could have left it at that and it would have been impressive, but they decided to do brave new things. They gave us all of these new characters, particularly Ray and Kylo. Like, uh, the, the, the choice to make it that these are characters who are living in, the broken remains of the past. Mm. And what does that do to a younger generation when they are trapped in the shadow of their elders Mm. is such a smart and interesting and complex idea. They could have just been, Ray could have been a Luke carbon copy, but giving her this totally different life and perspective. And Kylo certainly could have just been, he fell to the dark side, but to have Mm. him be utterly obsessed with his mm-hmm. grandfather and all that. I'm just so thankful that they created that complexity while bringing the magic back. I, that, that's 100% right, because that's kind of what I was going through. Like, wow, it, it, it kind of, it's tough to replace the first one back yeah. and what it did and that feeling and, and how successful it was. And I, in watching it recently, I thought, man, this is, um, it's like simpler times in Star Wars. This, yeah. this, the, that, that similar to episode four critique now becomes this comfort. Yeah. We're like, oh, wow, we don't, you know, we don't, Luke is, uh, you know, we haven't learned what happened to Luke yet. We don't know all the stuff going on. It's just this, like, the heroes are coming together for the new adventure and it, and it, and it brought us all back. And, and I think that's, I'm, I'm definitely thankful for that. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to uh, the returning character who existed before the Disney era of Star Wars. What returning character are we most thankful for? Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to switch this up a little bit as we mm. go through. So, yeah. so I'll go first this time. Um, this is where I really put my Last Jedi love. It, mm. I am so thankful for Luke. It is probably my most thankful thing in all of new Disney Star Wars. So much of what you were saying, Jennifer, of uh, Luke Skywalker was my hero when I was a kid. And he was showing us in the original trilogy the challenges of growing up and stepping into your role. And then to see an older character who says, how do I deal with not being able to live up to everything I ever wanted Mm -hmm. to be? Uh, And I think the fact that it is this great hero's journey where, yes, Last Jedi challenges a bunch of things. But it's so powerful that Luke reconnects to everything we ever loved about Star Wars and reaffirms everything about Star Wars and wants the Jedi to return and wants to believe there's maybe hope for everybody down the road. It's all so powerful to me. And that they followed through on his arc of pacifism that started in Return of the Jedi. He could have walked out there, reached out his hand and just crushed those walkers with the force. Mm. He could have physically been there on crate. And I would have been happy. That would have been cool. But this was a, to me, a braver, more complex, more meaningful choice and 
every day I think about how can I be creative like Luke Skywalker and solve a problem that it, it helps people, but also doesn't compromise who I want to be. Uh, that's that's wonderful because yeah, Luke's Luke's a great answer. Yeah, and and and, and connecting to that moment in Jedi, Return of the Jedi. Woo. Yeah, how about yeah. you, Ken? Not my answer. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thought, but I thought about it because yeah. it was handled. Uh, the way, I love the way it was handled. I love how it's set up in Force Awakens and it's paid off in that way. But my answer was is, is Han Solo because I think I, I grew up Han Solo fan. Yeah, and I never, never thought, even if I was like. In my wildest imagination, they're going to bring back Star Wars. Never would have thought Harrison Ford would have come back. Yeah. Never would have thought. And I don't think Mark Hamill did because there's that one clip. He's <laughs> like, yeah, George told us. We're like, well, yeah, we'll do it if Harrison does it. Um, for him to come back to to really put a, a, a an ending on this character uh, uh, and Lawrence Kasdan, too, coming back to do yeah. it, that, that whole thing. And then to... to it's to change the way I looked at Han a little bit growing up, thinking he's the wise cracking smuggler who gets the princess, and, and like here he is now. He's still struggling with some things. I love the choice to send him back to kind of where he started. Goes to what you were talking about, Jennifer, about with Last Jedi. About you know, I think it was Breston Ken that said, "Yeah, Last Jedi is the first Star Wars movie about growing older as well as growing up." And mm-hmm. and I think I felt a lot of that with Han. Yeah, where oh man, yeah, he 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 had some issues that he struggled with his whole life, and he went back to that, and a lot of us do do that. Yeah, that's I mean, that's just yeah. Truth. Yeah. And and I never, I, I've said it before, I never would have thought, oh, yeah, new Star Wars and Han and Leia are separated. I never would have been like, no, you're crazy. Did you see Return of the Jedi? And then it's oh, it was so realistic, but done so well and ended so well. And, and you know, you remember, uh, Joseph, you were the one ta- we talked, to, I think, on the Jedi Alliance. I called into you and Donna. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't like his death. And and you, you brought some insight to that moment. And time and time again, I keep looking at that. And I like that that whole final arc. Uh, so much, and I'm thankful that I, I had it. So that's why it's my yeah. answer. Man, yelling yeah. out Ben, one of Harrison yeah. Ford's oh, best yeah. acting moments ever. Mm. Jennifer, your favorite returning character that you were most thankful for. Mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker as well, for all the reasons that you listed. Uh, so I will just add that for me, you know, I've always thought that Mark Hamill was a great actor. I thought that what he did, I think that what he did in the original trilogy was, in my opinion, outstanding. Yeah. And I think for many years he did not get the credit D- yeah. that he deserved. And if you didn't know that he had a you know great voice career, you may not have really understood how great of an actor he is. And so for me as both an actor and just a fan, getting to see the performance that he gave us in The Last Jedi was so... It was so satisfying. It made me happy for for Mark to yeah. be able, Mr. Hamill, to be able to to do that. And it was just, it was just, it, it was, it made sense story wise as well. And it, so that's why I just, I love it. I love that every time I watch it, I pick up something new that he's doing. And I just think that it just everything all came together at this point in Mark Hamill's life and this era of Disney. And we got this great performance because all the, all the stars were aligned. So yeah. To speak. There's so much in the, in, in the force Wiggins and last Jedi that is, that is meta in a beautiful way. Yes. And to see that like, well, Mark Hamill's had his adventures, his, his, you know, ups and downs, at least, uh, you know, career wise. Yeah. Uh, like Lucas had his ups and downs as a Jedi, but then what do we see? We see just, mastery yeah. and power. You yes, know? Yeah. as an actor, as he's, an actor. A, he's a Jedi Knight. Yeah. He's like on this this other level. So I'm still mad he didn't get nominated for a Golden Globe at least, you know, or yeah. something. People's a Choice. Award. Something. Come yeah. on. Yeah. 
give it to him. Yeah. yeah. And I hope that it's also, it does also seem to be kind of like uh, he's getting now more opportunities yeah. as an actor on camera, which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, off shooting that, uh, that show in yeah. Europe. Yeah. I can't yeah, remember one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we are going to go on to what new character who is new in the Disney era are we thankful for? Jennifer, let's start with you this time. <laughs> this is one that I really struggle with and I still don't have an answer. <laughs> what I think is in- actually interesting is if I think about it, I think about it like an ensemble, which I think is is fascinating. You know, uh, there's something in each character that I can relate to, you know, from Kylo Ren to Rey to Finn to Poe. Maz is a great favorite, but I I feel like I want to know more about her. Uh, I I guess my answer might be Ray. Not I mean I, I like Ray. I I really do, and I I get ting, I tingles every time I watch Daisy Ridley mm-hmm. in certain scenes. But I think what I love Ray the mo- most about her is seeing what an impact she has had on f- young fans. Yeah. When I go to conventions. And I'm seeing all these little girls dressed in Ray costumes. It it just it makes me so happy knowing that this character exists for them. Um, and just yeah, it it's just really been neat. And my daughter too, being able to share Ray with my daughter, and she really likes her, and she's gravitated towards her and Leia, obviously. So I think for what the character represents, it's really is really special. Okay, cool. Ken, who are you most thankful for from new characters? There's a lot of choices, obviously, but I went with Kylo Ren, Ben Solo, uh, just because of where we're at at the end of Last Jedi and then just going through and and looking at his scenes closer, uh, the the throne room scene where he's offering, you know, uh, Ray to join him in a way, or even even in the first fight, we're like, you need a a teacher. I can show you the way. It, It went... Quickly from just what we would have expected, he he fell to the dark side, and like I said, like even the worshiping of Vader was an interesting wrinkle, and and meta in a weird way as well because a lot of us yeah. Vader Vader's the bad guy, but we like him. Um, and just where we're at now, uh, I think the, the the killing of Snoke is one of my favorite uh, moments because it opens up the character of Kylo more than anything, and I'm just really uh, really appreciative of what Adam Driver brings to the role. And the intensity, whether he knows it or not, um, <laughs> and and just uh, there's so many interesting little wrinkles to that character. Yeah, I I was very tempted by Kylo Ren, but I went with Kira. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm most thankful for Kira. Uh, so many great strides made uh, with Rey. Mm-hmm. Um, when you talk about the people cosplaying her, and then uh, such strides with Kylo Ren in terms of his complexity. But I was just so excited to see this character who so easily could have been the stock just, you know, lady who done Han Solo wrong so he doesn't trust anybody. She could have just been a cartoon character, femme fatale, who's stabbed Han in the back, maybe even literally. And then he'd be like, I don't trust anybody anymore. (laughs) She could have been a lot more just like a carbon copy of Leia, some other like, you know, royal or, or wealthy person. So Han, so you understood why Han doesn't like Leia. So the fact that to make somebody who was a legitimate romantic interest of Han and you see why, who went through this tortured past and then has a really complex future and a complex earned perspective, I'm just, I just think uh, that's 
such a thing for me to be grateful for, thankful for, because it so easily could have been flat. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. I liked it a lot. Great choice. Uh, so we're going to move on then to a thing we talk about a lot on the Four Center podcast feed, which is weird <laughs> small characters. Uh, however we interpret that. Uh, yeah. This, this was probably the hardest for all of us, it right? Was. There's too many. There's too damn many. Uh, Look at Data Bank Brawl. All of them. We're yeah. thankful for all of them. Absolutely. Uh, no, Ken, do you want to start this one? Uh, I actually wanted to see what Jennifer... Oh. I'm curious Okay, here. you want to start? Can I cheat and force her to go first? Sure. There's uh, too many. Yeah. There, yeah. I mean, obviously, like, my uh, the one that piqued my interest was Bistan, mm-hmm. but didn't get what I wanted uh, out of that character. So I, it's, he they're hates not, knees. That's it. <laughs> they're not weird. The Porgs. Yeah. They're, gotcha. To me, that, ca- that captivated so many f- fans' hearts in a way that I've never, se- I don't think I've ever seen before. Porg mania swept the nation. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Swept my household. And that's why I think I like them is because it was the moment where my daughter and I really bonded, where I felt like, oh, I can share this with her. You know, I got her Chewy in the Porgs book. I bought her stuffed animals. We watched the forces of destiny with the Porgs. And it, mm-hmm. and to me, that's why I I love it. And because they're so cute and, and everyone knows it and yet they still made the characters like really believable in the environment. Um, yeah, I love it. And then they had that adorable moment, you know, Mm -hmm. where the porg is making the little sad face. (laughs) Yeah. Hilarious. The porg battle cry. Oh, the porg battle. So many great moments. Oh man. I mean, I I mean, no offense to anybody else who does Monday motivations, but like that, that porg (laughs) screaming is my Monday motivation. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of my favorite moments as well. All right, Ken. So, Bistan's on my list because I think he he inspired a movement. He did. He inspired a movement. Yeah. But I got to be honest. I was. I was. I. I understand where you're coming from. Where he just kind of, you know, we we hyped ourselves so much. <laughs> so the one that I now I regret that uh, yeah. that group Bistan tattoo we yeah. all got before yes. Rogue One. Yes. Yeah. Uh, because again, the, your definition of weird small character. Like, all right. So obviously, I love Admiral Radis. I wouldn't call him a weird or small character. No. You know, mm. this is something different. So the little cre- I'm cheating because I'm throwing in second choices. The little creature in Solo that's Warwick Davis, a little <gasps> rat like yeah. creature. During the Sabat game, but I got to go back to Rogue One and and uh, Pow. Oh, Pow! Oh, wow! Because uh, number one, uh, I just love that he's like the only alien in that crew. Yeah, <laughs> and they're just so normal. Like, all right, you go over there, Pow. You go over there, and he's like, yeah. And then I love that <laughs> screaming battle. Oh, yeah. yeah, I love right. his weapon. I love yeah. his weapon, and then. Mah! <laughs> just so good. I love all. I love, love the, the screaming. Yeah, and, and he inspires like. I want to find out more, you know? Yeah. Nice. Nice. So that's my uh, yeah. So I, I had a couple of possibilities. I yeah. wanted to make sure that pork got represented. We're safe. <laughs> We're safe. Uh, it's tempted by O'Peepit, uh, from Ooh. who's on my mind yeah, now yeah. from resistance. Cause yeah. he's just such a great background <laughs> yeah, because, character. He was so good in this week's episode. He was, he uh, killed he it. Nothing going on. He's just, uh, the, uh yeah. Yeah. So, yeah o- O'Peepit's powerful, but I had to go with that weirdo. I had to go with oh, Lulilo yeah. Primak. Yeah. I am thankful for him because there is that just that huge balance of the the new and the old with the creatures in Star Wars as well. Mm-hmm. And I always remember a, a friend of mine talking about just like what happened to his brain, that his brain changed when he saw Hammerhead in 1977 in the theater mm-hmm. of just like, it's not a funny forehead, that's an alien. Mm-hmm. And I think Vat Weirdo is one of those characters that continues that tradition of like, is that a frog thing floating upside down in a vat and it's a lounge singer with an amazing voice. Like 
that's the kind of weirdness I want in Star Wars forever. So I'm glad that Lulilo Primak I reclaimed mean, the title. Again, that never have I been so happy for someone else in a Star <laughs> Wars movie. And uh, oh, you were yeah. so in tune with that moment. That little clip, you just knew. You just knew it was that's created for you. Oh, oh right. yeah. so good. So, so happy for him. Uh, all right, so now we're going to go on to another difficult one, and that is fight scene. Mm. Do, do I have any volunteers to go first? <sighs> sure, yeah, I'll, I'll lead off. Um, you know, I, a lot of different little choices and, and could have gone different little ways, but I, I ended up going to Ray Kylo 1, as I'll say. Oh, oh, okay, oh first okay. round. The okay. first yeah. time they met. Um, ding, ding, ding. It's got the incredible uh, Hero's Blade moment for Ray, yeah. uh, which... Uh, yeah, just in the theater that first when it hit and, you know, cause you know, start shaking and there was a, myself included. Oh, Luke, is this Luke? Is Luke's, it Luke? Here's oh. Luke's big entrance. Nope. It's Ray. Yeah. And, and it was great. And that she doesn't quite know what to do with that moment. And he is injured and freaking out and losing blood and losing life energy and just losing himself and fully given. And, and let's not forget that, that Finn's got his moments in there too, yeah. which leads it all off. Um, so it's, it's a lot going on and it is, it is simple in a way, you know, Obi-Wan, Vader, and New Hope is obviously very simple and limited yeah. and, and everything. But you kind of go back, there's a lot of emotions in that. Mm-hmm. And this one had that too. And the moment that the more I had thought about it, I, I was okay with it early on, but the moment where Ray and he's kind of like, I could teach you, again, big moment for me as a Kylo fan, uh, use the Force. And she's kind of like, oh, yeah, the Force. The first time I saw it, it played clunky for me. Like she was very, oh, that Force thing. But then it slows down. It goes to slow motion. And she calls the force into it. She connects really for the first time. I think in the interrogation scenes when she really started to understand she could use it and then getting Daniel Craig out and all that kind of things before. But this is the moment where it's like that Ma's advice yeah. has hit and has struck and and he gets his face cut and it's a weird <laughs> ending and I loved it and it's beautiful in the snow and it, it's just, it, it stands the test of time for me. That mm. is Amazing! I'm glad that you phrased it that way. Mm. Uh, I did a little theater show uh, in, at a history museum where it was composed of entries from a young boy in the 1920s journal mm. entry. And one of them was just like, so-and-so, today I had a car accident. Dick got cut in the face. <laughs> so uh, now, I'll, <laughs> now I'll always think, so-and-so, okay. this day, Kylo Ren got cut, cut in the face. face. Uh, Jennifer, mm-hmm. who... Uh, which fight are you most thankful for? I almost went with The Force Awakens, but then I watched the fight scene with uh, and The Last Jedi, and it really starts with Snoke mm-hmm. and him getting cut in half was so unexpected. Yeah. And then when the blade comes towards camera and we see Ray's hand grab it, another unexpected moment. And then when they both team up, to fight the Praetorian guards, I still, even though I was watching it last night, I in my car, I was hooping and hollering. Whoa, <laughs> yes, I was getting into it. And also, really looking at the performance aspect of it, Ray, uh, Daisy Ridley, you know, she did so much training, and you can just see it. She is giving everything where it feels so real. And Adam Driver, as we know, <laughs> Not an intense guy, but yeah. <laughs> he's intense as uh, an intense performance. Red. Yeah. Oh, and he is giving it his all. It is so thrilling to watch, and visually, the red with the red, gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, I had to split mine oh, oh. into into two thankfulness. Oh, because uh, I'm I'm uh, on the same page as you, Jennifer. That uh, 
I I love the lightsaber on lightsaber classic battle. I think we'll have one in episode nine. But yeah. I liked having something fresh, mm. a, a big lightsaber combat moment that was like some really cool things with a lightsaber, but wasn't two lightsaber users against each other. Praetorian guards, so cool, and just all those emotional beats that you mentioned, but then also just the, oh, that's cool. Yeah, right. You know, like yeah. the, the way Kylo jacks his, his saber up into people's shoulders and they go burning into the <laughs> curtains and right. that that toss and the, just the quick turn on. Ah, just so mm. awesome. But then I'm also thankful uh, for the Vader hallway. Oh, uh, the which, Vader yeah. hallway. How could we that's, forget? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if that's call, fair to call it a fight. It is more of a <laughs> I mean, slow... Yeah, they fire on them. They do fight. fire on them. It's a wow. one-sided fight. Yeah, it doesn't go well for anyone else. But that, that is one of those moments where I had ramped up uh, a an expectation. If Vader hadn't absolutely slaughtered in some way, I would have been disappointed in Rogue One. So I'm literally thankful. Yeah. Like, ah... Uh, that exists. <laughs> uh, it's just so cool to see him in his absolute prime. Yeah. That makes me think about, I remember seeing that scene going, God, I have a lot of Vader merchandise. How do I feel about this? He's a bad man. He's a very, very bad person. <laughs> right. Yeah. That changed yeah. my view on things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, he's a yeah. dark Lord of the Sith yeah. and you don't want to be in a hallway with him. We, we always no. said we wanted to see Vader in action. We always said Vader in action, Vader in action. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> really, really cool and there scary uh, yeah. and terrifying. Mm-hmm. All right. So we are going to move along then to uh, the dialogue or kind of character scene that we are most thankful for. This one's a little ambiguous. A lot, a lot of ways it could go. Mm-hmm. And tough. And real, tough. Real tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll lead with this okay. one uh, to give you guys uh, a moment. This one is really tough for me. Uh, so I just went with what popped into my head, and it is the uh, the Alliance fails scene, I will say, of Rogue One. Mm-hmm. The we we talked about it recently oh. on our voting scene. There's so many I could go with. Of every time Luke Skywalker speaks, uh, <laughs> right. uh, mm-hmm. Luke and Leia, all, all those things. But I think I'm thankful for that because again, it could be a much simpler scene. Mm-hmm. It could be that Jin, one of the heroes, tells the other heroes the Death Star is coming and it's bad, and the heroes go, "Yay, let's yeah. do it." Um, and I think there was this kind of hiccup in the theater of like, why didn't that right. happened, but the more you think about what that scene means, of how, how important it is, that Star Wars theme of when do you take action, why do you take action, and this idea that those politicians would still be like, no, uh, I don't think, uh, yeah, let's let it go. And, and you know, that gives that utter hero moment for Radis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and lets you see that sort of that, that fighting spirit. So I think I'm really, I'm thankful for the complexity and emotion of that scene, because I... I hoop and holler every time Radis uh, slaps his flipper down. So I says, <laughs> I say, let's fight. Yes. And the idea that you could see overwhelming terror, you could tell mm-hmm. the people who are meant to help you, there's overwhelming terror. And to have those people still go, nope. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a complex, beautiful scene. And, and a scene that I think was repeat viewings were more rewarding for that. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a hero's moment, right? It's Janet. Oh, no. What does it mean? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it brought some thought to it. And it also contains, you know, my favorite line of all. <laughs> what <laughs> is she proposing? <laughs> but, yeah, a lot of, la- lot of layers there. Uh, lot, yeah. A lot of great stuff going on. But that was, yeah. I think that was my hardest for me. Uh, Ken, what are you? <laughs> That's a great choice. That's a great choice. I, um, uh, I, I went to some small. Smaller moments in solo. I like a lot of the solo, uh, uh, Han and Kira stuff, yeah. particularly on Savarine. I really like the you're a good guy th- thing, but I think that was made even better by some of the stuff in Most Wanted by by Ray Carson, the young adult novel. Um, 
so I didn't put that there. Um, I, I wanted to go maybe Luke and Ray in the in the tree where he's like, where you know, Ray from nowhere that yeah. whole scene. Instead, though, I had to go Kylo Ray following the death of Snoke and everything, and, and that oh. moment where he's like, you know, reveals the parentage, you know, yeah. as oh, we know yeah. right now. Yeah, see, we're not because I think they that is Kylo at his. It's those. I love Dooku interrogating Obi-Wan and Attack the Clones because I believe in my heart that if Obi-Wan had said, I'll join you, Dooku might have said, let's take down the Sith. Like, there's yeah. that part where you're like, I think he was being honest. And then, okay, well, it's going to be difficult to secure release because you didn't go with me. I think I think Kylo, and that's an honest moment for him. Join me. Let's do this. Yeah, It's destroy everything and take it over. I'm not just red lightsaber bad guy yeah uh, uh i've got a lot of things going on and they're not all good <laughs> and her it's complicated yeah and then her you learning face recently and yeah. there's a lot going on and the answer coming from her what what happens in nine i am open to seeing where they take it and I, I keep saying that but in that moment daisy playing this moment where she is just like the answers from her they were they're nothing they're nobody maz yeah. told me yeah, I shouldn't turn. I shouldn't I look back. I am letting go of my past, and you know I've been ro- raised up in the the shattered ruins of the past. I'm letting go of mine. Yeah, and, and, it's, and it's Kylo doubling down on being Kylo. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Ben, let's we still have time. Oh, you're still a bad guy. There's just so much at play in that moment for the, yeah. the, the, the for the sequel trilogy. Yeah, so I'll take I'll take that one. Mm, yeah, I'm gonna split it. I'll start with Solo and the Sabacc game. Yeah. It was a scene yeah, yeah. that I was adamant about. I don't want to see this. I don't need to see it. And when I saw it, I love I love watching it. Sometimes I'll think about it and I'll just put it on YouTube. Yeah. Because it's such a great, a great dance between these two characters, visually, obviously, the creatures around them. Uh, but it's something that I always built up in my mind. We always knew about it, and it delivered even more than I expected. Um, the second one would be with uh, Poe and Kylo Ren when they first meet in The Force Awakens. You talk first, I've talked first. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the reason why was because, again, this was a very crucial moment in our Star Wars history where it was like, Star Wars is back. Is it going to be as good as I hope it's going to be? Yeah. And there was so much tension. I kind of was getting into the movie. And in that moment, that that injecting that comedy, I was like, oh, this new era of Star Wars is going to be good. Mm. That, you know, they can they can master being able to balance the the comedy with the action and the adventure and i thought okay we're we're in good hands here this is going to be a good start to the franchise yeah that's great you both of your uh, selections are a a uh, defensive roguish banter <laughs> yeah basically me coming in you yeah. know with my arms so, okay get, let me see what you got here <laughs> all right jj you did good yeah but it, i mean it's so great because that is such a huge part of star wars is that th- those characters who are really like just alive with wit and need and and i think that's a, those scenes highlight that so well mm-hmm. uh all right let us move on what thank what a uh, scene in a tv show mm-hmm. are we most thankful for because this is our whole era we're gravitating towards the big films uh, naturally but there have been a lot of different <laughs> television yep. shows uh, at this point we've had all of rebels we've got the beginning of resistance mm-hmm. so uh freemaker adventures freemaker adventures down, yeah. absolutely absolutely uh <laughs> What are we most thankful for there? Uh, Ken, do you want to start? Yeah, I, I, I go to Rebels, and there's some choices there. Um, I So I will I will 
my answer is Vader versus Ahsoka. Okay. Uh, the you know at the time the thought to be you know maybe the end of Ahsoka. We know that's not the case, but that moment. Uh, but my number two was close. Um, it was Sabine breaking down during the trials of the dark saber moment. Mm. It's a great moment for Kanan. He's learned a lot about being a teacher. But it is Tia Sakar. It, it it does a great job, and if you don't think you know voice actors are actors, that old that you talk about the Mark Hamill thing, no, it's the same thing. Just, just you know, no cameras rolling or behind the scenes cameras. She brings so much to that moment that's so realistic for not just an animated show, but all of Star Wars. I, yeah. I think of Jin, Felicity Jones standing in front of the hologram, and that's one of the best moments, acting moments in Star Wars. I think when Galen's talking to Jim, Jin via the hologram. This is another one for me. Mm. Uh, Tia breaking down. That said, though, I, I, I just want I had to mention it, but 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 Vader, Ahsoka. It's cinematic. It's something, uh, the, the cracked uh, helmet where his eye is looking at her, and it's so clearly like Clone Wars, Matt Lanter-looking yeah. face, Anakin looking at, at Snips. Um, how it had built up for me in Paul S. Kemp's uh, Lords of the Sith, where the first time in new canon, we, Vader mentioned Snips, and there was some memory of this yeah, character. Yeah, Padawan. Yeah. yeah, that we all were like, how does this connect? Because you know, we know by Re- Revenge of the Sith, we don't hear about her, and that, that, that. And to bring it all back down to that moment, and it, and it is so good. I wish it was live action. You yeah, know? Mm-hmm. that I, I'm going to avenge my master, and like the yeah. Jedi don't do that. I'm no Jedi. Like, yeah, that's some great, yeah. great Star Wars emotion. Uh, how about you, Jennifer? It took me a moment. I was like, I don't have any, and then I remembered Forces of Destiny. Of course, that kind of counts. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, specifically the Leia episode where she gets her dress from the Ewoks <laughs> yeah. and answering that question. And you know, in my mind, it's canon. I think it is canon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, Jennifer Moreau, uh, the writer, she did a, a phenomenal job. And uh, it was a f- time when I was able to share it with my daughter, and that was really exciting as well. We got the Leia action figure um, that I've always adventure figure, excuse me, that I've always wanted. So, yeah, I really was excited by the Forces of Destiny series. I still am. And I hope that they maybe might make it even a full length, you know, 22 minute, Mm. 22 minute episode. That would be great. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this was difficult, but one, uh, this is just for me, for what I like, uh, that I was most thankful for the Obi-Wan versus Maul in Rebels. Mm. Yeah. I like the actual, uh, the characters of Rebels, there's so many great scenes, you pointed out a great one, Ken, but that the way that Obi-Wan versus Maul scene is constructed brings so many things together. We get this revelation that Obi-Wan has really come to peace with what his role is. We get this revelation that he truly believes Luke is the chosen one. Uh, We get the fact that Obi-Wan defeated Maul by taking on his master's stance, knowing that Obi-Wan has evolved and having the insight that Maul hasn't evolved. He's going to come after me with the same old moves, and I know how to counter that. It's just one of the... um, uh, one of, to me, the like most uh, moving and insightful examples of a character demonstrating these uh, virtues of being a Jedi, where he's like, "I have, I have no anger for you. I tried to avoid the fight. I own." It's so powerful to me when Maul says, "You, ha- you have a mission here. You're protecting something. No, someone." Mm. And then we hear the of Obi Wan's lightsaber coming on. Of like, I am only doing this in defense because mm. you're giving me no other choice. And then to have that great mercy of of holding Maul and, and giving Maul that peace of like I know, I know you want to believe in revenge and that's all you have. So I'll, I won't you know correct you or counter you when when you put your faith in revenge in Luke Skywalker. <laughs> you know it's just it's yeah. There's so much there. Again, uh, 
go to season one of Rebels, and you t- you tell me back then that this that would be in in the show, and or the Vader Soka moment. I'd be like, why are we talking about? It? Yeah, it's a kid show. Damn it. Let the shows grow. Let the shows yes. mature. Let the show the creators of these shows trust them. Right. That was, that was a great moment. Yeah. Who knows what we're going to be talking about in Resistance three years yeah. from now? Like, right. Remember that scene in Resistance where Ray and Kylo get married? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> probably yeah, not. Probably not. Probably yeah. not. Probably not. Uh, all right. Uh, that's all of us, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yep. Uh, let's go on to the merch we are most thankful for. Mm. Mm, Jennifer making a Frankenstein's monster noise. <laughs> uh, do you want to go? Sure. Uh, obviously, I mean, you guys would expect me to say the porgs, which I am thankful for those <laughs> porgs. All of them. All of the merchandise I have. But I'm going to go with the Lego Gorilla Walker that uh, I got Ooh. from Lego. Oh, um, yeah. An ATM6. It, it is, it it's like a, it's a beast. It was a beast to put together. I was so <laughs> intimidated where I was like, am I going to be able to do this? And then on the box, it was like, you know, ages <laughs> eight to 16. I was like, oh, wait, what? OK, I can do this. <laughs> um, but it's just it took a lot. It represents a, a specific time in my life where I was uh, doing a lot of crafting um, and I have it displayed on our bookshelf right now. It's in a box, but it'll be back on our bookshelf. <laughs> and it just represents it represents so much, all my hard work. That's what it represents, building that thing and making the videos. Um, and it's just really cool to look at. Yeah. I was like, wow, this this is the new era of Star Wars. We get fun stuff like this. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Ken? So much to choose from in this new era of Star Wars. Where, you know, it's definitely a marketing era. And, and we they're so aware this time around for 77. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, the, the adults want the toys, too. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll market to the adults secretly. Um, <laughs> but you know what it is? Uh, for me, uh, I'm going to choose the art of books. Ooh, uh, that's a good one. Uh, of all the things I have, and, 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 and you know, in my house here, they're on they're my coffee table books, and I'll just I'll just look through them, man, and, and and they're so just well done, and and um, also insightful, speaking to some of the designs, and you know, Lucas having some you know presence was felt in some of the designs based on his early thoughts. I'll I'll say it's just, and it takes him back to being a kid of, of for the first time getting some of the behind the scenes stuff in the magazines and the Macquarie paintings and the matte paintings, everything where you're like, Oh wow. They, someone, they make this stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They make this stuff and they're, they're so good. Yeah. It gives you so many insights into the process too, right. Yeah. Of the way the stories could have gone there. Right. And in, in now we know well enough to go like, well, if there's some cool design in the art of force awakens, don't be surprised to see that pop up in resistance right. because yep. it's always uh, moving forward. Yeah. For me, uh, I just I had to go with being thankful for my three and three quarter Luke Skywalker action figure. Uh, yeah. You know, I've talked about it a lot, so I, I, I don't need to uh, repeat my lifelong journey with Luke Skywalker <laughs> action figures. But just uh, I am so thankful he is right by my computer, right where I set my coffee. And there is uh, Jedi Master Luke who went through all those uh, adventures, encouraging me to go on. And, you know, when he first came out and he didn't have the lightsaber, it's like, oh, OK, well. You know, they can't because it's a reveal or not. But now I've really just really come along to around to like, I like that he's a Jedi Master. He doesn't need a lightsaber. Mm. He is he is that action figure right there is all you need. Mm. Mm-hmm. Very, very thankful for that. Uh, moving on to most thankful for book or comic. Mm. Uh, mm. I'll, I'll go first on this okay. one. Um, that, that was really hard. I'm already grimacing. I know, because <laughs> I'm reading more and more of the comics. Yeah. I'm really enjoying a lot of them. It's, uh, I, I'm thankful for how weird some of them are, keep, <laughs> keeping Star Wars weird. Yeah. Um, they're like the bumper stickers, just by themselves. <laughs> keep Star Wars weird. <laughs> yeah. Okay, say the comics, we got this. We got it. Uh, and I, I like so many of the books. I think I'm most thankful for Bloodline. 
Mm-hmm. Ah. Uh, for a couple reasons, it it fills out so much of the history and the politics of what's going on in this era. But more than that, I'm just thankful for really giving Leia her due. Mm. Love uh, the Princess uh, of Alderaan, but this is a place where our uh, older Leia gets to shine and that all of her political acumen gets celebrated. You get uh, insights into her use of the Force and mm. insights into her own feelings about her legacy truly being the child of Bale and Brea, but also knowing that she is the child of Vader and wrestling with all those things. It's just a lot of the kind of stuff I thought about as a kid and I'm thankful that it exists and it's so good and it's so just purely that's Leia Organa. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> Ken? All right. Uh, Poe issue number 14, I talk about a lot, but uh, that's the one where Poe learns his first real leadership lessons and and they have some really kind of meta stuff with with uh, Leia and Carrie Fisher talking about not being, I will not always be here. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that that's my favorite of the comics. Um, but I, I, I go to, to the books. Leia of Alderaan was up there, Bloodline, uh, Lost Stars, Claudia Gray, you can't go wrong. In a weird way, in a weird way, I'm going to answer the Rogue One novel. Nice. Wow. And the reason was because I love Catalyst. I felt, yeah. I almost felt Catalyst was so good that it hurt Rogue One. Officially. <laughs> like, it helped you because you knew more, but you're like, oh, wait. Um, but I, it was one of the first times we read all these books for the most part. I think I've only missed a couple. Uh, and actually, I missed Alexander Freed's first one, the first the, the first Battlefront yeah. novel, uh, which I intend to cor- correct that oversight. And I just was like, this is, uh, yeah, I saw the movie. I love the movie. I don't, all right. The Force Awakens novelization wasn't that spectacular. Alan Dean Foster, all due respect. But, and this one just blew me away with some of the insights and some of the stuff it added. It really changed my viewing of, of Rogue One, and I already enjoyed it. Yeah. But it, it, my critique was the characters and this, instead of just going, yeah, this is better than the movie, This it's a book, you can get into the mindset, it added to me, uh, uh, to my mind, the, the Cassian, Jin, the scene where she goes back to the partisans for the first time is so great. And, of course, the stuff with, with Cassian and you know, being raised a separatist and all these kind of weird things that come in. But it just brought insight, and it, it was a quick read. And, and I think because I was expecting so little and I got so much, it still stands out as, as my favorite so far. I, it's hard to choose, though. Yeah. Bloodlines. I, 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 yeah. No, I think that's a great choice because it does just so flesh out. If you're, if you're ever watching a frame of Rogue One, you're like, what is this character feeling? That book tells you, and it fits perfectly. Right. Yeah, right. Mm. Jennifer? Tough choices. I like Bloodline. Uh, Leia, Princess of Alderaan. Basically, um, because getting to see, getting more insight into the character of Leia was very exciting, and specifically her relationship to her parents, Brea Organa, having this this mother represented in Star Wars was very exciting to read about, uh, really fleshing out that character for me. And her the tenderness that she had uh, towards Leia was really Oh gosh, there are just some so many great moments. I also identified with Leia in many moments where I was like, "Oh, I've been there those teenage years," you know. Yeah. Uh, just so many. Claudia Gray is such a fantastic writer, and it just got my my mind imagining a TV series starring Millie Bobby Brown, <laughs> where I thought maybe maybe we'll yeah. get it. Yeah, very very cool to see that portrait of a happy family and all the challenges are kind of yeah. external. Yeah, exactly. And like, mm-hmm. if we could just all hang out and eat dinner and play games together yeah. all the time and just re- lead our world, that would be <laughs> awesome. Right. Thanks, Good. Empire. <laughs> uh, all right, we are down to our final list. Uh, this could have been even longer, of course, but I want to know yeah. what we are most thankful for in the Disney era of Star Wars in terms of life experiences. Mm. What have we done? What moments, big or small, what has happened that we are thankful for in this Disney era? 
you you both looking <laughs> pensive, like you are looking uh. into the force itself. Uh, I can go yeah. force first. I can go force. Go forth. I go can f- go, go uh, first if uh, if fourth. you if you would like that. Yeah, no, yeah, sure, 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 all sure, right. sure. All right. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah, this one uh, was hard. So, I, you know, in the very big picture, I will just say, like, the podcast experience. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been great. Uh, like, yeah. we absolutely could have met and started a podcast, and we would have plenty to talk about with those first six movies, and we would be talking more often about the Ewok adventures. Yeah. And that would be great. Uh, but Jennifer's like, can we still? <laughs> oh, yeah, we, we, we'll find time. We'll find a way. Uh, but I, as I said to you, Ken, on I think an early, uh, might have been the Knapsack Files, the yeah. uh, early episode uh, that that we did together. I love talking to Star Wars with people about Star Wars of just like real surface level stuff. What's your favorite scene? Isn't it awesome? When that's great. I mm-hmm. love it. It's a huge part of what Star Wars is. But uh, I've always had this hole in my soul where like I want to talk about real deep. Themes and ideas and connections, yeah. and it uh, it's so grateful that uh, I have friends to do that with, and that there's an audience that wants to hear that kind of stuff. So, big picture for me, it is the the podcast. Small picture, it's been being able to share it more with uh with my wife in particular. Mm. She was always like Star Wars, but she has become such a huge fan. Mm. And when I was thinking through of a single moment. Like she was always supportive of me collecting Star Wars stuff, having Star Wars stuff all over our home. Uh, but then when we got to that point where she was like, "Yes, I we need to have every one of the Last Jedi action figures," <laughs> and after years of being an action figure uh, hunter, that when we walked in that Target Twile, she saw Leia first, mm. and her she shot her hand out and grabbed <laughs> Leia first, and is like, "Ah, yes, the Padawan has become the master at action figure collecting." Love that. Yeah. Yeah, so I could go on and on about this one because it's a it's a powerful one. Yeah, and like a second, the the overall podcast experience. You know, I always say this is this is where I'm most passionate about talking about Star Wars uh, uh, is because the way we found the Force Center way of, yeah. of, of diving in, and it's silly, and it's fun, it's to be celebrated, but there's intentionally stuff there deeper, and this is a place to do it. So, and and, and the fan base has been so supportive of what we do here um life experience this is why I, I, I almost feel it's weird because it was a job related thing but i did get to moderate that panel with with carrie fisher and mm-hmm. the, it worked on two levels uh it worked you know it's two months before she passed away so that means but, but it worked as as, as a nine-year-old myself yeah. in my brain looking across and seeing the eyes of leia and how it's like it's She's she's gotten older and she's you know a different oh a different character and her sassiness is just she's she don't give no bloop and just <laughs> it was fun to watch but to look into her eyes and go like oh that's that's Leia and Hoth I see those eyes but I, it was a lesson for me to sit in a sit there on stage and take questions from the audience and you're gonna get all the what do you thinks and the this and that but the, to get the two particularly two young girls who bookended the Q and A uh, dealing with their own mental health health issues. Uh, one with a, a, a emotional uh, care dog named Leia, dressed up mm. as Leia, and to see that oh oh what this this means so much to so many different people and how it has continues to transcend the boundaries of just a silly space thing and and how um, Carrie being Carrie and for years was was made fun of in public. She was a punchline. You know, there'd be National Enquirer things about her weight gain and stuff. And to see she went through hell and to see that even now in her passing, 
there's her legacy will live on in those people and not yeah. the people who are like, well, but in the, God bless you, because I am one of those people, too. I wanted to ask her questions about when Harry met Sally, you know, <laughs> um, but to see that impact and see it firsthand, it was humbling to see. Yeah. It changed my view of, oh, we also got to keep passing on Star Wars to the next generation. Yeah. It's important. So a uh, cheat because it was part of the fun part of my job and I'm so thankful to get it. Uh, but then it, it affected me outside of the job. Yeah. No, and I it only came about because of new, you know, the fervor for Star Wars content following 2014, 15 was that's why these panels are happening. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's a great one. Uh, Jennifer. I started, first started making Star Wars YouTube videos back in 2009, and there was a really, a, you know, small Star Wars community, and it was really exciting for me because it was the first time where I, on the internet I was able to connect with fellow fans, and so it kind of opened up my world. But I remember when I was making these videos, it felt very niche, and it felt like uh, a lot of times people would be like, why are you talking about Star Wars? That's Those are old movies. I got a lot of that from, uh, not, not the community itself, but from people in my life. Um, <laughs> Not my husband. My husband's always very supportive. <laughs> uh, but, you know, random people. And so then when Star Wars was bought by Disney and we started now, we're in this era where Star Wars is like, it's always present. It's yeah. always alive. There's always something happening. It suddenly became like my world opened up even more. It kind of made me feel a little less weird, to be honest, where everywhere I go, I wear a Star Wars shirt. It's like, hey, what'd you think of The Last Jedi? Hey, did you see Solo? It's really been a way for me to connect to the world in a, in a way that I never expected as a child. Star Wars always felt very, very personal, very private mm, almost. Yeah. And now it's become a very public thing because we talk about it all the time as part of my career. It's, and it's just, it, I never anticipated this. I'm so thankful for Disney. We're going to have a Star Wars land. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be able to go on a pod. Like this is <laughs> this is beyond my wildest dreams. And I just am so thankful to be able to connect with fellow like-minded people and that that community has gotten even bigger and it's going to continue growing with this new generation of fans. That's exciting. Yeah, Love I think it. that's a really great answer to just be like thankful for that sense of constant community. Yeah. Yeah, and you walk into the theater and you can feel it. Right, yeah. everyone is there for Star Wars. New yeah. fans, old fans, yeah. people who are like my, you know, my hu- husband or wife dragged me here, mm. but I, I liked the movie. You yeah. know, like just it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's such a beautiful it answer. Felt, I felt that energy at Anaheim Service Celebration 20, 2015, mm. where it was yeah. like we all go to conventions so much by this point in my life. I've been to, and it just was. Oh, there's something different here. It's like oh, we collect. It's a collective. Yeah, yeah. A collective of hope. Yeah. yeah, it's that actual spirit yeah. of celebration. Yeah, uh, you know those those Ewoks are playing stormtrooper drums, and we are all here yeah. to celebrate and be yeah. thankful. So that is our look at what we are thankful for. As always, we love to hear from fans. So if you have things that you are thankful for in these specific categories, share them, and we will, of course, uh, be talking about all this stuff more. Absolutely, we want to hear what you guys are thankful for. There is a lot to choose from. Some tough choices lay on the cutting room floor for me, uh, but we want to hear from you guys now with our audience questions we got some uh, from twitter and we got some from patreon let's dive right in shul dog at s shul dog per the uh, obi-wan kenobi debate tv versus movie what about a star wars uh, compromise eight show tv series uh, wrapped up with a 90 to 120 minute movie finale best of both worlds yeah there's this thing uh 
because of the Cassian and because of Mandalorian, like what else do we want to see? We we've had those discussions and we talked about it before. Obi-Wan yeah. on TV on the streaming service. Could it work? Would you like this, Joseph? Yeah, I love the specificity of this question. It's yeah. exactly eight episodes, and then the movie is 90 to 120 yeah. minutes. I love Ooh. it. Um, yeah, I, I think I am at the point where um, uh, as long as Ewan McGregor is Obi-Wan Kenobi again, and it is a narrative story, it's not like a 30-second commercial for Disneyland, right. Right. Uh, where or he's selling car insurance. Hello there. I'm getting mm-hmm. this car insurance. Great. Um, I just want to see Ewan McGregor again. I lean a little for myself toward a movie would be a better way to tell the story because I think it's a little shorter. But if it happens on the streaming service, great. If the streaming service series is so popular, we're like, damn, we can do a movie uh, like uh, Shul Dog is suggesting. Mm. I'd be thrilled. Jennifer? Mm -hmm. I really like this idea. I like the idea of it being a limited series where it's like, you know, it's just it's not going to go on for three seasons. Just just tell this part of the story with you and McGregor back. I think. I think it's actually very possible. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I, I feel like they're like, oh, this is working. <laughs> we were right. We are right. Originally. Yeah, right. <laughs> At this point, I'd let off. I, I, I look if this was, if they were to announce this, Hey guys, uh, we listen, uh, we're star Wars. We listen to Shul dog and we're going to do this series, eight, eight shows, eight episodes in a movie. I'm on board. Yeah. I think at this point I'm, I'm, I'm either or, and yeah. I either want a movie, whether it's streaming or not. I think mm. it's most likely it would be streaming at this point. Or a series, uh, I and I, I I'm leaning more towards series than I ever thought I would okay. be for Obi Wan. Yeah. So yeah, is that just because it feels the most realistic? Most realistic. Yeah. So maybe yeah, yeah, you're right. Maybe yeah. maybe that's it. That's okay, it. that's it. Mm. Uh, I, I still have hopes somehow, some way. Darth Hurricane at Darth Hurricane S. Uh, hey, speculating responsibly. If there's to be a significant plot twist in episode nine, similar to the I am your father moment from Empire Strikes Back, uh, what do you think it could be? Plot twist. Mm. What a twist. Mm. What a twist. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of people are expecting a twist in a weird way. I kind of am too. I don't know. I don't know what though. I don't. I'm, I, Jennifer, you want to dive in first? <laughs> what, what, what do you want? I want it to be I am not. Your father. <laughs> it could just be different random people coming in. Nope, not me. Not me. Not me. Uh, because that's, I think that we need to have some sort of like concrete answer. Like it really needs to be as specific as that. Otherwise, people are going to still be speculating. Right. Maybe. Right. Maybe she's related to so and so. Just right. give us the answer. Well, yeah. Even though I think we all kind of are on the same page about what the answer what is. The answer is. Yeah. Yeah, just could be. <laughs> yeah. Show the DNA test. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maury Povich style. Yeah. Oh, well, we kind of know that. Uh, you can do that what, with uh, get that uh, Qui Gon Shik Razor right. Yes, yeah, you're right. get that Shik you're Razor right. back out oh and put gosh. this to bed. That'll yeah. be the do twist. It. Do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the, the example of I am your father twist is great. Uh, Return of the Jedi had. I don't, I don't know if people consider the sister. Oh, right. Yeah. It, it was more of a confirmation because Yoda said there is another. Like, yeah, it's her. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if we have those specific kinds of questions that have been set up by Last Jedi. Right. My instinct goes to. Yes, Ray's parentage is what she, not Kylo, what she said it was Mm -hmm. in The Last Jedi. Yes. And that Kylo saw. I'd be fascinated if there was some twist in what her destiny was in terms of the Force. Mm. Mm. Uh, They've played around with that idea of the the Force itself awakened. Right. Um, So this idea, I don't know if it's in a holocron, I don't know if it's in a vision, but that... Yeah, she she was born from no one, but that doesn't mean she's not a person of destiny, that she's not a person of fate, that the Force 
wants something and she is the person, the hero to achieve it. That would be an interesting twist to me. Mm. True balance or uh, like, you know, whatever yeah. that is. If the force said not, I am, I yeah. am your father, but like <laughs> you, you are my chosen one right now. You know, like that kind of twist would be interesting. I like ah, that. Maybe like more. That. Uh, the chosen one prophecy is pretty fascinating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How it can go. Um, I, I, I don't necessarily have an answer. I, 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 I I, I, it's like I, I don't watch Game of Thrones or Star Wars this way. I like to see it unfold in front of me, and I, I'm so bad at predicting. But maybe it could be I, I, around the twist might be Kylo, uh, his final end, his redemption. Um, I don't know if that's a twist or just a guess of the plot, but I could see I could see it be relating to that. And I, I am more and more into the, the, the twist is that um, that Ray does not a twist, but Ray kills him, and, it, and it's and it's some kind of form of redemption. Yeah, uh, and and a, and a harken back to the solo death, and and that that might be the twist. That's exactly what we're expecting. Yeah, <laughs> and and that all the all the speculating responsibly uh, all leads to just no. He he needs he needed to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. That makes sense. All right, Darth Hurricane, thanks for that question. We go to Patreon now. We take some questions over on our Patreon page. We'll tell you where to find us later. Kai Thatch uh, writes, with now two series being produced for Disney+, Plus, it seems more likely that a Force user will appear in one of them. Which show do you think could have one, and what would you like the character to be? Light, dark, strong, weak, serious, lighter, et cetera, et cetera. So Force users in TV. And so it hasn't been you know explicitly announced, but it would make some sense. Uh, we had Kanan and Ezra and Rebels. So that era with Cassian could work, and post Jedi, that's uh, a lot of possibilities too. Joseph, where are you coming down on this one? Uh, my mind went to Mandalorian because I feel like we've oh. kind of we've kind of been there in the Cassian mm-hmm. era. That yeah. you know, if he bumps into Kanan, great, that'd be awesome. Uh, but I would love to see in Mandalorian a neutral, confused Force user who's just sort of like, I don't have a lightsaber. I can't. I, there's no Jedi University that mm-hmm. I can uh, submit to night school. I can lift things with my mind, but yep. I just kind of keep it to myself and I use it a little bit in this very untrained way when I can. Because I kind of feel like that's what would happen if somebody was force sensitive in that era yeah. and somebody to really explore that before Luke starts teaching. Teaching. What what happens if you can use a force a little bit, but you're not trained at all? Uh, that that's my answer as well. That era, it's intriguing to me. This post, uh, like. You know, Luke's the last Jedi, but I'm feeling some tingles. Yeah. Like, what do we got going? And then he clearly, we know, recruits and starts the school. So what's going on there? I find it interesting uh, there. Uh, Jen, do you have a different take on it? Uh, yeah, I don't see it happening in The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. I think more so because of, I think of John Favreau, and I think that he really likes Bounty Hunter. Yeah, yeah. I just feel... I, <laughs> That's true. Like, I don't... Th- I, and I'm totally just... This is us speculating responsibly. This is me making some crazy things here. I don't think that he's into Jedi. I think he's more about, like, right. the gunslingers and the Han Solos and the man, bounty, bounty hunters. Bounty hunters are so money. Yeah. Right. Jedi yep. or not. I yeah. think that's gets him, what gets him excited as a fan. Uh, although, with Dave Filoni directing one, eh, maybe the, the Force will make an appearance. I I don't know why, but my heart goes to the Cassian Andor, which I don't know how they would make that happen. Mm. I mean, is it weird to have Darth Vader make an appearance? Well, yeah, I mean, a little. It's a little weird. In the comics, there's always someone that survived Order 66. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, I don't know how exactly. It's like logically, well, it doesn't make sense, but I don't know what my heart is telling me. It's a premonition. Yeah. We're going to get a Jedi in the Cassian Andor. All right, there you have it. There you got it. Cassian will meet Yaddle (laughs) from Jennifer's lips. 
gonna happen to Disney Plus's ears. That is oh boy. speculating the most responsibly, the most irresponsibly. <laughs> oh my goodness! Final thought comes from Liam Tom's greetings from England. We love our UK fans. Ever since learning that Dave Filoni was asked to design Luke's compass that appears in the Last Jedi Battlefront Two, the Pilio mission, I've been uh, wondering whether there is more to this other than Dave being a great visual artist, a connection to the Mortis lore, the world between worlds, something that will become clear in future storytelling. Speculating responsibly. What are your thoughts on this? Thanks for all the great Star Wars content. No, thank you, Liam, for listening. Uh, I love that mission on Battlefront 2. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorite actual moments in Star Wars. And uh, that compass means something. I don't know, Joseph, we're ever going to really figure that out, though. Yeah. Here's my thing is I don't think there's anything locked into canon. I don't think mm-hmm. Filoni's like, ha, 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 I've worked this in. Yeah. But given the kind of interviews he gives, I think his mind is always open to the possibilities. The yeah. compass, on its based on its design and its description in the the visual dictionary, has something to do with hyperspace. Yeah, and like in, there's that. Does it get you to the unknown regions? Does it get you specifically to Octu? Is it right. some weird? It will take you where you want to go, like the compass in Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. but but the Force version. And I, just knowing the way Floney is, I think there is something in his mind. Not a specific thing, but like well, how could that tie into whatever happened to Ahsoka? Because I think mm-hmm. when Dave Filoni wakes up in the morning and he says to- sees Toothpaste, he's like, how could this relate to Ahsoka? Okay. <laughs> I mean, that in a good way. He loves that character. Yes. He's still got more stories uh, to tell with her. Yeah. So I think he's got some ideas, but they're not concrete. I agree with that. I, I think it's a fun little uh, Easter egg in all three of the... Pro- Legends of Luke Skywalker mentions it as well, too. So right. it's like, you yeah. know, it's just like... They just put it in there because I think it was in the movie first. Yeah. And then let's put it in the game. Let's put it here. And so there's a connection. And you're right. I think Dave could change his answer at any time, could come up with an answer at any time. And I'd be happy to see it. Um, but I think it's just right now, just to, to me, just fun little uh, three-part Easter egg. Yeah. I'm picturing Dave Filoni in his hat, farming in the field, throwing seeds down into yeah. the soil. And, you know, he'll come back to this area. He's throwing the seeds down, and he might, might come back when it's a ripe apple tree. I don't know why. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then he'll be like, okay, now we can revisit this. I feel like he's, he's co- like, you're right. I think he's constantly thinking of things. I think he's, a, uh, he's filled of magic and whimsy, that Dave Filoni. And mm-hmm. I think that uh, he's, I think he's setting it up for something. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll revisit it again in his TV series on the Disney well, Plus. Yeah, mm, maybe yeah. season six of Clone Wars. Yeah. Maybe a little, oh. little compass surprise yeah. who knows yeah uh, Dave and his seeds. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, thank you, Liam, Kai, Darth Hurricane, Shul Dog. We appreciate you guys reaching. If you have a question for us or we want to, you know, hear what you're thankful for the modern Disney era, you can reach out to us on Twitter at Force Center Pod. Go to our Facebook page, Force Center Podcast. Um, our website is forcecenterpod.podomatic.net. Don't forget we're on YouTube. You can catch encore presentations of Dead Make Brawl and memoriams and more. Uh, and also on Instagram, our tpublic.com uh, slash user slash force center merch store is up and running tweet us your merch picks podcast available on iHeartRadio, apple podcast google play stitcher tune in and the home base potomatic and on patreon well you know joseph we got some things cooking that is right uh we are building towards a uh, goals of commentary for all the movies i did want a chance uh, take it a moment to say that uh as we're recording today uh patreon has made this thank you patrons day correct yeah hashtag thank you patrons so uh all of our patrons past present and uh, hopefully future we are really really thankful for you and we honestly couldn't continue to put out the amount of content that we're putting out 
uh, unless we had that uh, financial support. So if you want us to keep making content uh, and can help us out a little bit, go visit uh, our Patreon and see if it's for you. It is at patreon.com slash force center. Outstanding indeed. Yes, I took a big gulp of water. That's what I did. Um, thank you, Kenan is sips. Dave and his seeds. Kenan is sips. Kenan is sips. Yeah, thank you, patrons indeed. We appreciate the support. That is it for now, but we have our own adventures. You can follow me at Ken Napsock, and that includes napsockfiles.podomatic.net and Joseph. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Joseph Scrimshaw, and you can go to my website for all my other comedy adventures. In particular, go to josephscrimshaw.com. Go to that live shows page. I got a bunch of shows in Los Angeles, and in January, I'll be performing at the San Francisco Sketch Fest, so go check that out and get some tickets. That's cool. exciting. Jennifer? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, at Jennifer Landa. Uh, I did a podcast with Story Collider where I shared a very personal story. It is up now. Um, I guess go to my Twitter page where you can find it. I tweeted it. Excellent. excellent. <laughs> there you go. It has been tweeted. It is and so tweeted. it is. So that is it. What are you thankful for in Star Wars, this modern Disney era? Let us know. We'll see you next time here on Force Center. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 